Hey everyone, and welcome to another Plotty Time mini-sode. This week, I am going to be adding another chapter in the Numdet Chronicles, because that's what we're calling it. I guess I couldn't think of a better name. No one chimed in. There was, there was a huge brainstorming session with nobody, so no other name was picked. So here we go. We're doing the Numdet Chronicles. Uh, uh, if you guys were not paying attention, the Numdet Chronicles is a series of games that uh, I wanted to play to get a very quick platinum that, for two reasons. One was to kind of go back to my roots of trophy hunting and getting, you know, adding to that trophy list and always getting that num, son. And then the other uh, reason was to maybe, you know, branch out a little bit, diversify, play some games that I normally wouldn't have even heard of. So I figured that'd be fun. It was a good way to break out of the uh, the COVID funk of doing the same shit every single day. So here I am. You know, I'm messing around with other games, other genres, all this other cool stuff. Now, that being said, this week... Well, before I even get to that, I'm going to plug the uh, stuff you can go find us on. Obviously, you're listening to this podcast already, but we can be found on iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, more to come soon. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, more to come soon. And then, if you want to, you know, really help us out, go to YouTube, like and subscribe to those videos. It uh, helps us monetize things and actually get some money out of this, uh, which, you know, we're happy to do it for free, but it's pretty easy to just go and click subscribe, and it really helps us out. So please go do that. We would very much appreciate it. So I want to get those plugs out of the way because, you know, you assholes don't listen to the end. Let's not kid ourselves. I know. I have the metrics. I know you don't listen to the end. So I want to get that out there here. Now... Today I played a game that I'd heard of. I've heard of. I heard only good things about it. I heard fondly. Uh, scientists had played it. I, I'm 95% sure scientists has played it, and we've discussed it. And he's told me to play it, and I never played it. Not because it didn't look intriguing, but I really didn't know anything about it. And it turned out I ended up rather enjoying it. The game this week I'm going to be talking about is. Everybody's gone to the rapture. Now, for some of you there, some of you real hardcore numbed at Chronicles heads, which is, that's, we gotta do better than that, guys. Help me out here. You, you numb, numb heads, numb, numb, numb skulls, numb skulls. There we go. <laughs> Perfect. You numb skulls out there. You, uh, probably have already heard of this game. It's been out since 2015. It was free on PlayStation Plus at some point, like, two or three years ago, that's how I got it, and I remember seeing it and being like, oh, I was told to play that, and I got it, downloaded it, and it, it's been on my PlayStation 4 for literally years, just in the back of one of the folders, looking at me. I'm like, I, I remember hearing good things about it at all times. People said it was really great, and I was like, I should play it someday. Then I went and shot things in Call of Duty, so here we are. I finally got a chance to get out there and play it. So the premise of the game... Now, I, I had never... I'm pretty sure up until this point I had not played a walking simulator. But that's what this game is. It is a walking simulator. I'm not going to look up the definition. I'm going to try to figure it out. It's basically a game where you... It's more of a passive experience type situation. It's not an active go get something, go do something, interact with, play with. There's still a couple things to interact with, but it's like opening a gate so you can get through or clicking on an orb to get more story, which which I'll get to in a second. But it's uh, told entirely in the first-person perspective. It was developed by a company called The Chinese Room, who actually started, I believe I read that they started as like a mod 
to Half-Life 2. That's how the game company started, but, you know, years later, they did uh, previously the game Dear Esther, which I also remember hearing fond things about, know nothing about. Maybe I'll, you know, add it to the Platinum, the Num Chronicles, for you numbskulls. <laughs> I'm leaning into that. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. So, uh, what do you do? What is this game about? So, in and it's really hard for me. I don't know why I keep screwing up the name. I keep wanting to say everyone's gone to Rapture, but it's everybody's gone to the Rapture. Now, as far as the story of the game is concerned, you already know the end. It's in the fucking title. It's like one time, remember that movie with with uh, Marky Mark, and he was one of those soldiers, and it was called like The Last Survivor, or The Final Survivor, or something like that. I could look it up, but I don't give a shit. But that was the name of the movie. And then I remember explaining it to someone, and being like, yeah, Marky Mark was the last one that lived. They're like, dude, you ruined it. I'm like, it's called The Last Survivor, The Final Survivor, whatever. Just the one guy it implies, the name implies, it's just one person made it. Marky Mark's the biggest guy in the fucking movie. Let's put two and two together here, you know? Yeah, I'm the asshole. Whatever. So, everybody's gone to the rapture. It is a first-person walking simulator. You're walking around this uh, small English countryside town in the year 1984. And it uh, it's called Yachton in Shropshire, England. Uh, that doesn't exist. It's a fictional village but from what i hear and what i've heard reading about the game is it very much looks like villages look so they apparently nailed the design there are five different uh sections of the town the first one's kind of like yacht and it's like the town the little town town where there are stores and a bar then uh i forget the order of these but there's a more wooded like vacation type area where there's a lot of uh they call them caravans we call them trailers here it's cool we get it we're smart we can, you know, contextualize that other cultures call things different things. Anyway, so you're at the boot of the car. Ha! <laughs> See what I did there? Great. So, as you're walking through this whole section, this whole town, uh, oh, there's also a wooded area called the woods. There's a farming area. And then there's the final area, which is like the train station. And, uh, like, it looked like, I don't want to say a quarry, but there were bunkers from World War II the train station, I said that already, a gas station, a, like a, uh, farm. It's not a barn, it's like a trailer, a place where tractor trailers would go and load up their shit from farms. It's, it's not a silo. You get it. You guys are smart, you're from the country. And then, as you're walking through this countryside, you start at one end, you just kind of follow the main road, you go through, you go through a whole bunch of story. You see these glowing orbs, and they fly around about, I don't know, eight feet off the ground or so, they try to lead you to different areas, and they lead you to, uh, there's proximity events, where as you walk by them, you see the story unfold, and then there's motion events, where you actually interact with your controller, a huge white light blasts out, the whole town goes dark, like as if it's nighttime, and then more of the story unravels. Now, when I say the story unravels, you basically have what are outlines of people, and they are moving you know, ever so slowly through the area. They're talking to each other like, you know, the conversation would have went. And it's basically like you're seeing a memory or like an echo of what had happened. And the whole point is it's the lead up to this massive event that happened, which, you know, led to the rapture. But again, you already know where all these people went. They went to the rapture. So as I was playing the game, uh, well, I, I thought it was a very inventive way to tell the story. And I really like games 
that like one of my examples, one of my favorite examples is Bioshock, where you can play through the whole game. You can enjoy the whole game. You can get the story. You can nail it down through just story elements and interactive elements, and it's great. But if you read the codex, they add so much more and like really fill out the universe. Like we got the important details and everything we needed to tell this story. And then the codex are like the little, they're uh, like little snippets. Uh, Some of them are like three, four in a sequence. Some of them are just one. But they tell like the side stories of the human beings that were living in Rapture during Bosch. And I always thought that's great. I thought that's the way to do it. You tell people the main story that has to make sense, that has to be important, that has to move forward. And then you fill it out with these collectibles. And, and I think that's really, it's effective. Because if people really like the game and they want to play it, they'll search for these things. That's a good motivator. That's a good reason to get collectibles. I hate fucking collectibles for collectibles sake. Such bullshit. Like, collect all the coins in the world because fucking Last of Us 2. They're like, collect all the coins because Joel used to collect state quarters or some bullshit. And you had to find all the coins. It was a trophy. It was bullshit. So that's stupid. Anyway, back to everyone's gone. Everybody's gone to the rapture. See, I almost said it wrong again. The As you're walking through the town, uh, you're unraveling the story. You can also interact with telephones. You can interact with radios. And they'll give you other snippets of the story. You can also interact with, like, TVs and microwaves. But they don't really do anything. It'd beep. It's also for trophy reasons. And uh, as you interact with the radios and with the telephones, they tell more parts of the story. One of the... Uh, there's a one real moment I'll, I won't forget anytime soon where you're going past this house and the garage is open and there's like a weight bench in there. Like it's very lived in. It looks very much like so, anyone else, you know, some random assholes garage with whatever. It had like a uh, silver, they called it a silver radio in the video I watched, but it was, it's like a boombox and a tape in it. And you click on it to interact with it and it's the mom and dad talking to the daughter that wasn't there or she had been out or she had, she might've been in another part of the town. I didn't really recall, or she might've been out of town or whatever, but they were like leaving her a message. Like it was so heartbreaking. It's like, we have to leave, you know, there's a, there's an outbreak. We're all heading to the community center. If you come home and you see this, you know, that's where we'll be. And the dad's like, we got to go, we got to go. And uh, just telling the story like that was just, it was great. That was a great moment. There's a lot of good storytelling moments. in this. The story was told in an interesting way, but at the same time, there was no end point. There was no goal. Like, you you know what's going to happen. Everybody is going to go to the rapture. So it's not a mystery as to where these people went. So you automatically have no mystery to solve. You just have, I guess, the final moments in these people's lives to experience. That's pretty much it, which is fucking depressing. But uh, it was written real great. Apparently... There were these two scientists, uh, one of the guys, Stephen Appleton, he had come back. This is like his countryside. This is the town he came from. And he brings back his wife, uh, Dr. Catherine Collins. And they are both scientists. They go to the observatory. Uh, they're, they're seeing this. I don't know if this, I think it was kind of played as if this was an alien or this was some kind of other force or something. But uh, they get this this being, this whatever gets to the town. And one of the first thing it does is it starts killing like the local animals and the local birds. And it's also kind of, you know, later on we determine that the the virus or whatever it is, the light, it doesn't realize what it's doing is wrong. It's just a symptom of what it's doing. You don't you don't understand the motivations of what this thing is, this alien light. But 
people will normally, and it's been it was told through the story several times. People will just start getting nosebleeds, and they'd be really gross, and they're like, "Oh God, it's awful!" And then they'd get headaches, they die, and then their bodies would just disappear. So this whole town, there's not a dead body in sight. There's remnants of like bloody rags where people had uh, nosebleeds, but that was about it. So it's definitely not a gory game. You know, it's it's I think it's a little a little much for the kids, but as far as violence and stuff like that, there's nothing in it. Like I said, you're just, you're literally just, like I said, you're just literally walking around experiencing these mysterious floating orb lights. So the game won several awards, uh, 12th British Academy Games Awards for Audio Achievement, Music, and Performance for one of the actors. It won a writing credit best writing in a video game from the british writers guild awards 2016 which is pretty exciting so it was i mean this is telling you it's written very well it's it was done very well it was very classy i guess for lack of a better term but it was received very well as to for mo from most people but you know i i played through the first time and it floored me i thought it was told in such a beautiful way it was about humanity and communicating with something else, seeing something bigger in the world than yourself. Sadly, this you know led to the death of everyone in the town. But uh, there, oh, there's also another element where they're trying to. Stephen basically puts two and two together that this is killing people, and he tries to quarantine the town. He gets the government to quarantine the town, but he eventually finds out he can't communicate with anyone outside of the town anymore. So he has no recourse but to assume that it's spread to possibly the entire world because it could leave not only from people to people contact but also through light and through radio waves and through phone lines so people assumingly were getting infected and dying everywhere so the the uh the, the quarantine failed supposedly the pattern it's called or it i guess they they talked to it as well it learns to adapt it leaves everyone in the world's fucked there's also instances of like planes going over where they're gassing or bombing the town, but it's way they didn't bomb the town because it's still intact. But it, I'm not gonna ruin the end for you because ultimately I'm I'm glad I played it. I'm glad I saw it. I'm glad I experienced it. I thought the first run through as I was playing the game, I thought it was one of the best games I ever played. Really, it was something different. It was beautiful. It was told in a beautiful way. It was heartbreaking. I cared so much about these characters that. I didn't even see. Like, literally, there'd just be outlines of light. I don't even know who these characters are just by their names and their interactions with other people. And I thought that it was it was great. It was great the way it was told. So in order to get the Platinum, I had to play through it a couple more times. One time it did glitch on me, and I didn't get the Backtracker Trophy, which is a trophy where you get to the very end, almost the very, very end of the whole game, and then you can use these uh, these gates that had previously been locked to backtrack all the way to the start of the game if you felt like it and the first time i did it it failed on me and i was really pissed because it was very frustrating because the game moves you at a snail's pace you can hold down i was playing on playstation 4 so you can hold down r2 and it'll move a bit faster but at the same time it's it's not like a running speed and these are some pretty long distances to cover so if you get to one end and you're like oh fuck i'm supposed to go over there god damn it it might all it make it might make some of you with a little less patience than me just stop playing. And 
I don't mean to sound more important and say, like, dude, I have so much more patience. I'm so much better than you. I'd understand. I understand if you like, I couldn't handle how slow it was. I had to stop. I get it. So as that was happening, that glitched, and I had to start a whole new game from the very beginning and basically run to the end and then run back through these gates, and then it did work. Uh, it was reported it was glitched, so I had like a 50-50. Whenever a, a trophy is possibly glitched, I think I think I have like a 10% chance of actually getting it the first time. I just, that's just been my luck. Some of them I run into with no problems, but most of the time it's not. It's it doesn't work out for me. You know, it's like when uh, someone says, "Oh, you know, it's about a three-hour platinum." No, it's not. That means it's eight. I don't know what kind of world you're living in, but it's like eight. And then. And another run-through I had to do, there's a trophy where you have to get to the very end of the game, basically the last radio, which is almost at the very end of the game. But you have to go through only hitting those radios. Don't interact with anything else. You, I think you can interact with story, but you can't interact with like anything but gates to open and go to another area. That was kind of annoying. But anyway, the point I'm getting at is at, as I had to do this, there's also another playthrough where I had to go through all of the story in the whole game. And as I did this, I ended up playing through it three or four times. And by the end, the story went from being one of the most beautiful written things I've ever experienced to feeling super pretentious. It is very, very pretentious. And I just don't understand the point of naming the game Everybody's Gone to the Rapture and having that be the end of the game. Like there, I, I figured that as I was playing it, the mystery to unsolve would be like, well, how did all these people disappear? And I would get a satisfying answer at the end and being like, okay, everyone's gone. The title told me everyone's gone, but how did they get there? And you kind of get that, but not really, because even at the end, I still think it's some alien light force that took everybody away, dissolved them, turned them into light. I don't know. I've been through it four times. I don't really know. Uh, and and there's, there's certainly a benefit to leaving aspects of the story open-ended and, and you know, available for interpretation. And I, I I don't, I got no hate for that. I mean, if that's what you want to do, that's great. But it's kind of screwed up when you already tell us the end, you give us 80% of the story, and then the only part that we don't know that we've been leading up to, you then withhold. I think that's strange. Uh, like I said, ultimately, I'm glad I played it. I, I enjoyed it. And even though I did think it was kind of pretentious at the end, it was definitely, definitely not even close to the worst game I've ever played just to get a Platinum. Absolutely not. Uh, if I'd known this is what the game was, I probably would have played it years ago because it was interesting. Are there more walking simulators in my future? I mean, maybe for this, uh, Scientist keeps trying to get me to play Journey. I know that game's like super old, but I never got to it. That might have been a PS3 game now that I think about it. I don't remember. I never played it, but I heard it's amazing. Uh, same thing with Firewatch, which I don't even know if that's a watching simulator, but people seem to really love that. Uh, these are games that I wouldn't normally play, but they seem like people love them. They love them, and maybe I would too. I don't know. I should give them a shot. Just wish there was more time in the day. And I say that at a time in our generation's history where this is the most time I'm ever going to have. Like, I'm not commuting to work. I am still working full-time, but I'm not... I'm commuting from my bedroom to my computer. Like, that's it. That's my whole commute instead of being in traffic for, I don't know, 45 minutes each day. It's, it's That's time saved. I can't go out and do my hobbies, so this would be the time to play these games, and I'm not doing it because I suck. Anyway, enough about me, you fucking numbskulls.
I'm great. Uh, would I recommend playing this game to get the plat? Yes, I would, because at most, even with all those fuck-ups I had, you could probably get through it in like six or seven hours. If you wanted to experience the story, possibly while intoxicated, it's a lot more fun, it's a lot more cool, it's a lot more whoa. Uh, that, do it. Absolutely do it. If you get high and play video games, not that I ever would, because getting high is illegal in this state. I would never do such a thing. But if you do enjoy doing that, this would be the game for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if you're one of those weirdos that are like, I don't know, man, aliens might be real. Do it. Get in there. Check it out. So that about does it for this. That's all I had to say about everyone's gone. Everybody, oh, Jesus, there I go again. Everybody's gone to the rapture. I liked it. I enjoyed playing it. I didn't think the story was perfect, I but I, I recommend it. I, I would love to get on an episode and talk to the boys about it. I just felt like this story was a little too difficult to parse because you're going through like four people's stories. I mean, maybe we'll do it as an episode. I don't know, because I'd love to get the boys' ideas and see what Dr. Scientist and Chompslap have to say about it because... Will they be like me and the first time you played it, they're blown away? Or they'll be like me after where it's like, uh, this is so fucking pretentious. Because it was. It was pretty pretentious. But again, worth playing. So that's it. I'm going to say bye to you guys. It's been like 20 some minutes. So get out there. Go to the YouTube channel again. I'm at, Just go to YouTube. Search for Plotty Time. We're now at a point, I'm glad to say, where if you go to Google and you search Plotty Time, it does still come up with the fucking thing that says, did you mean Plotly Time? No, I didn't. I meant Plotty Time, the best podcast in North America and pro- and therefore the world. Well, I shouldn't say that. There goes all of our overseas fans. Um, love you guys, overseas. Love it. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate all of it. Uh, you can follow us on the socials at Plotty Time on Instagram or Twitter, or, you know, maybe just shoot us an email. Give us a suggestion of a game. Uh, also, you know, we're still playing the game where you're supposed to write in and guess the quotes that we do in the beginning of each episode. And don't be a dick about it and cheat. That's wrong. But you can send us an email and be like, hey, that quote was from Major Pain, which is one of the best, one of my favorite movies growing up. I don't know. Write us an email. Send us some correspondence. Jump Slap will definitely respond to you. He thinks you're great. And if you want to write to Dr. Scientist, hey, mark that in there. I'll make sure he gets it. So, you know, get out there. Go get those Platinums. Play some video games. We'll talk to you next time. Later. <laughs>